Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, this is NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with D. Klein. Today, my guest is The Art of Man. Hey, we've got The Art of Man here. Good morning, Art Man. Art of Man. <laughs> Good morning, man. I'm great. It's great to be here. Yeah, welcome to NFP. I'm happy to have you here as a guest. Yeah, it's great to be here. This is my uh, my podcast debut. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Welcome. So I, I hope I have a lot to say. I'm sure I do. I hope you do too. <laughs> or else it won't be a very good podcast. <laughs> right. My wife seems to think I have too much to say, so we're probably... <laughs> well, that's probably, we're probably a good. universal problem. Yeah, yeah that's I think awesome. so. So we were talking right before the show about your uh, creations, your NFT creations, and we kind of both were relating how neither of us, even though we're both into NFTs and crypto, neither of us are terribly technically minded, right? right. Like, so for my example, for myself, I've been in crypto for eh, five, six years. Um, but really, I'm more into like the implications of it. I'm more into like, what does it mean for the nature of money? What does it mean for how society functions? What does it mean for... You know, in the case of NFTs, what does it mean for, uh, you know, media and how it's shared and preserved and how it's consumed, right? But a lot of people right. assume, like, I'm a coder or something, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not either. I'm, I do have a degree in graphic design, so that's mm -hmm. probably as far as, uh, as my technical abilities go. I can use the software, mm -hmm. but I don't, NFTs are brand new to me, really. I, uh, How new are NFTs to you? Well, I think March. Oh, really? Mar new. Yeah, I think that's when I started on OpenSea. Mm -hmm. Actually, the I was thinking about uh, starting on OpenSea, and I think I'd put some of the demon scribbles on OpenSea at mm -hmm. that time. And then I had a, a friend contact me. He has a, uh, a barbecue restaurant here in town. And he said, hey, I want to have the first pulled pork sandwich on the blockchain. And I was like, okay. And so he <laughs> he paid me to make an NFT. So okay. that was like my first like real experience. With... So your first demon scribble is a pulled pork sandwich? Well, no, I, it was separate. <laughs> I'm kidding. There was a demon scribble before there was a pulled pork. But <laughs> and uh, I don't know. The pulled pork didn't really – it didn't really go anywhere great, which <laughs> – other than other than I got paid, which was really nice, and I thought, well, th this is fine. It so reminds that me, of, gave yeah. me. Sorry, go ahead. No, that gave me, you know, the the go ahead. Like, all right, let's get some more demon scribbles on here. Let's see what's going on. They're freaking cool. But man. I, I, had, I started making those. I went before I knew what an NFT was. I was going to do a show here in town. Uh, I think back in November is when okay. I made the first scribble. I I had gotten. Uh, they gave me an iPad at work. And it was uh -huh. a strip, a stripped down older one, and I used it for a while. And I thought, man, I should. This thing's free. I should grab one of those Apple pencils. Right. And I did. And here we are today, <laughs> two hundred and fifty-six demons later. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of creations, man. Since March. Well, I started drawing those in November. Oh, of so course. I was drawing I them for you a didn't while. Mint them until March. Right. And then start minting until March. Yeah. So I was just doing it. Uh, I'm a painter and have mm -hmm. been for a long time. I 
I guess everything's relative, right? But <laughs> I've been painting and selling in galleries for about 20 years now. My okay. first show was at the uh, Edward Hopper House up mm -hmm. in New York. Wow. And yeah, and that was 2001, I think. Mm hmm. And, uh, but you kind of so, hide this stuff on your Twitter. Like when I look for you, I don't find those past yeah. physical works. Why is that? Yeah, you you would have to go to the uh, website, I guess, to to see all the the paintings. I just, you know, this was. I never used Twitter either. I had oh, a Twitter really? account. Okay. okay. Yeah. So everything, I just jumped right in. I was like, let's go for it. Let's NFTs, see what Twitter, you have to be on Twitter with NFTs. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And and really, that was one of my main uh, objectives of making NFTs was like, this will force me to start marketing myself on Twitter. Okay. And I really need to do that. You know, especially, you know, the past year, I really haven't had any gallery shows. Of course. After COVID and everything, I was just opening night of my last show is when they closed everything down. Really? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is terrible. It was a So really you were all geared up too. to open and have people come and they couldn't come? Show was hung up in the gallery, looked beautiful. I had maybe 14 to 20 pieces great show i really felt like you know i gave it my all i felt like this was my best show to date <laughs> and there were going to be a lot of people there there's a, a a guy here in cincinnati reed salia is his name and they call him he's the godfather of circuit bending mm -hmm. he's the guy okay. that back in the 60s or 70s took the speak and say and turned it into a musical instrument and he was like kind of coming out of retirement sort of and having his first show and it was it was a group show with me and him wow. <laughs> and i was like no way and and to make it even worse the gallery has been a successful gallery in town but they were ready to move on so this was last year this was, was going to be final. the grand finale well it was their final year Okay. So really all that meant was they didn't want to finish the year up with any money in the gallery account. So, so they weren't going to take any percentage at the show on sales. Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> galleries so normally take like 50% or something like that. Right. Exactly. It would have normally been 50%. Oh, so I was going to get a hundred percent of all sales. All these people were going to come to see Reed and COVID. The guy calls me and he said, we're just going to close it down, which I already knew anyway, it was headed to that point. So I didn't think anybody was going to show up at the show. Right. Yeah. Anyway. That's true. Yeah. So, but so my, my painting work is kind of big and complicated. Mm -hmm. And so I just use drawing as kind of like an exercise to keep me from losing my mind. You know? <laughs> so I'm working on this painting. If you get stuck in a spot, then I'll just sit there and doodle and scribble around. And so that's what I started with the demon scribbles and I thought this is this is perfect trying to yeah, figure yeah. out how to use the awesome iPad stuff. and everything yeah so are these all created on the iPad then the demon scribbles yeah and they're all even in I use Adobe draw which I really don't think is the greatest program okay. but I like it because the uh, the lines are really crude and squirrely <laughs> like you uh, couldn't okay. draw a straight line in that program to save your life <laughs> There's just no way. It doesn't help you know, at all. Now, it doesn't assist you. Yeah. No, it doesn't have like in Fresco, you know, you can you can adjust the line and make it straighter and yeah, yeah, yeah. what do they call that? The smoothing or whatever. Right. But but not in draw. It's like you just get that wild, wavy 
line. So, I mean, that kind of lent to the scribbles anyway. Sure, so, you might as well perfect. go with embracing instead of fighting against it, right? Right, right. So that was the original, like, what's the crude? How can I just throw out something really crude, super fast, and then if it's not successful, I'm not going to sit here in a race and try to fix it. It's like you just do another one. You know what's the weirdest thing is that over the last few days, I've been doing scribble drawing, and I hadn't looked at your <laughs> stuff at that point. I'd looked at it a while ago, but I just right. felt like doing it for I don't know what reason. And it's... just in the last couple of days, I've been doing it. It's just it, what it does is, again, and I've talked about this before, it brings me back to like when I was a kid doodling. It's kind of that free, kind of just very just fast and uh, fluid and effortless kind of drawing and if there is an inaccuracy it's okay you just kind of scribble right. over it <laughs> exactly exactly yeah i like it it's been very enjoyable and then it's kind of transformed of course over over time sure. but i mean that's the enjoyable part of nfts for me is like people started collecting the things mm -hmm. and so then they start communicating with me and you know definitely the communication and and the activity of the collectors have kind of steered the project but i i mean i i enjoy that 100 percent because i as an artist it's great to be steered it's like okay i don't have to think about this i know some direction right yeah i don't have to figure out the direction it's it's laid out you know and i also really enjoy setting down to draw something and mm -hmm. and to think of a person and oh, just think okay. like man i'm gonna he's gonna love this i gotta i gotta blow his mind away with this one you know that's always been so you a, a create great... it with a person in mind who might enjoy it sometimes yeah okay. yeah I, I i've found i think if i looked back at my career as a painter even uh those are probably some of my most successful pieces if i'm just thinking and really the only thought is i gotta try to impress this person okay and for the longest time, it was my wife, which got me nowhere. <laughs> That's very nice, honey. Very nice, dear. Never Good job. Good job on your demon. Nice work. Yeah. It's like, maybe, maybe that was a, maybe that's a, a driving force. I don't know what I draw something and she's just like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> so let's talk about the demons. I mean, 256 of these demons. What? I mean, I'm into zombies. You're into demons. Right? What, like, for me, I'm not, I don't even know what really draws me to drawing zombies. What is it for you about the demons? What, what draws you to that? Well, I don't, I guess, I guess I've always kind of liked dark things. Uh huh. And, uh, I remember when I went to graphic design school, I would work on something and the instructor would be like, you keep making these dark images. You need to have more variety in your portfolio <laughs> or you're never going to get a job. And I was like, ah. Which, in a way, that's good advice, but maybe in another way, it's not the best advice, I guess. Yeah. And I, I kind of. Yeah. It's like. I mean, if it's it, what you love doing. Go. Right. But um, I guess it worked out for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. You're now like, ha, in your face. 27.6 <laughs> right. Ethereum volume traded, buddy. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I should find that guy. <laughs> Just show him a link to that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I picked, well, originally I was just going to do skulls. And then with the show that I was going to do with the demon scribbles before I knew what an NFT was, mm -hmm. I wanted to, uh, uh, I wanted to hide them around town. Oh, like, like stick them up or 
stickers. I was going to do paste up. I was going to do spray paint, you know, all, all of it. Mm-hmm. And I had found the Ben Franklin made the magic square. Are you familiar with that at all? It rings a bell. So I think the first one he made was eight by eight. So he took the numbers one mm, through 64. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yes. And he arranged kind it on like a, a square. Almost like a Sudoku type idea. Kind of, yeah. So, and, yeah. And they add up the, the rows, add up to this. Yes. And the diagonals all add up to that. And I know what you're talking it, about, yep. And so um, I had also found a list. Well, first I found that square. And I found, oh, there's 256. Okay. And I like that number. So then that's where I came up with the, there's got to be 256 demons. Mm-hmm. So then I thought 256 skulls. And then I don't, I don't know, you know, you're messing around the internet one day. And I found a list of demons and it was 256. And I thought, no way. <laughs> like I'm being, I'm being led by there something There was a list here. of just demons from just various cultures or whatever. Right. Exactly. Interesting. Okay. And it was 256 also. And I thought, wow, this is really something. So then we went to that and that's why I, I just kept going with the demons. But I didn't make an effort. I wouldn't read like this demon and what he's supposed to be. Okay. And then and then draw it because I just don't like to work that way. Okay. I'd rather just I'm just drawing. I'm just scribbling this thing out or whatever thought is in my idea or in my head, you know. So I didn't want to match it up with the name. I would match them afterwards. Oh, really? Okay. So you <laughs> yeah. created them and then you went, "Oh, which one matches with this story sort of thing?" Exactly. Exactly. Okay, cuz you do have pretty detailed mo- descriptions for a lot of these. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was important to me too. I like all the, the wording and mm-hmm. really the, you have the magic square and the whole point of the demons, like I said, in the beginning, it was going to be a scavenger hunt. So I was going to have a gallery show. We were all going to meet up. You were going to get your map. There was going to be a QR code. You'd run around town and see how many you could gather. And then we'd have it at the closing reception. I don't know what was going to happen. <laughs> I was just going to see who, <laughs> who gathered the most demons. You know? Congratulations, you win. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, when I found out about the NFTs, and one of the things that really I thought was really interesting about NFTs was the unlockable content. Mm-hmm. So that's when I decided, hey, I'm going to write all these puzzles. Mm-hmm. So there's 256 demons. There's 256 puzzles. And each puzzle leads you to the next demon. There's 256 different, like, unique puzzles? Unique puzzles. And so they form, if you if you purchase a demon, you answer the puzzle, and then you get the next one, that's a summoning circle. So you okay. start building these summoning circles. Some of the summoning circles are only one or two demons long, and some of them are longer. I haven't disclosed how long some of them could be. There is not one. I know some people have asked. There is not a summoning circle that's 256 demons. Uh, Okay, okay. (laughs) They do not go that long. They do not go that far. But so you build your you build your summoning circle that way. So yeah, I had to. I wrote all these puzzles, and I'm sitting here. I've got these charts. I should have printed them out because I could show (laughs) you because nobody else could see them. Like the strings all over the bulletin board kind of idea. Basically, basically, somebody asked me a question the other night. They want to know if they got a demon right, and and I said, uh, oh, yeah. I got back to them. I was like, give me a minute. And they're like, what's what's going on? It's like I just got all tangled up in my yarn and spilled the thumbtacks everywhere. And the guy, he was like, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I can imagine it would get 
confusing. Like, have you had it where you got kind of tripped up and kind of lost your place with it? No, because I'm really careful every time I met one that I document everything right then. So that's that I, good. I don't, get, I don't mm. get, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's so you've got all these puzzles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the puzzles, I mean, so what am I going to do with all these puzzles? I thought, how, you know, how can I make these? I want them to be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some of the descriptions are detailed. Some of the puzzles are <laughs> 10 times. <laughs> There's like a mini novel in some of these puzzles, I think. And I've tried to think about all the elements I've used over the years in my paintings, like okay. the weird stuff I found out about. And that's where I'm getting these puzzles. So you might be searching out some weird document from like the 1500s <laughs> and I've got you counting numbers or, or counting the amount of times words appear, all kinds of crazy oh, wow. stuff. Okay. And hopefully like some of the stuff, that people come across when they're doing these puzzles interests them and they, and they go a little further with it. And then hopefully the collectors that really get into it. And so far, I think I have uh, three circles have been completed. What happens when you complete a circle? Then the, there's the final piece, Mm -hmm. which I sent to you. Yeah. I saw it. It's it's, awesome, man. (laughs) Trust me, listeners. It's worth it's worth doing the puzzles because it's a freaking cool piece. Yeah, so that's the you win that. That's cool. And so I'm, that's like I'm the two hundred fifty sixth piece. No, there's the there's two hundred fifty six demons. Okay, and then there's plus this piece. Yeah, well, there's three pieces. I call uh, what you're trying to do with your summoning circle is open the gates of crypto hell. Okay. So what you saw. <laughs> Yeah. Is what hap- what you see when the gates of crypto hell are open. <laughs> that's what you see. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So in order to open crypto hell, we're we're having well, counting crypto hell. There's the three pieces. Uh-huh. There's the portal, yep. which has already been released as a painting, and I had at a show here in town. Mm. But I'm doing something totally different for with it for the NFT. Mm-hmm. And then there's what I'm calling the Uber Demon. He's the demon overall. All right. <laughs> and then Crypto Hell. So Crypto Hell you can win. The other two you will be able to purchase. So I'm imagining you in your family home there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you have these like enormous like demon paintings up in your living room. You know, people come over and be like, oh, hi, that's really nice. Or, you know, your kids well, are like, hey, dad, check it out. Luckily, I have a giant studio in the backyard. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and the family knows you don't always want to go in there. There's some weird stuff in there. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on in there that I don't always want to be witness to. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, you know, I, I do think there's – it's interesting, like, with the zombies, too, and with the demons. There's a certain humor that still comes through, though. Do you know what I mean? There's a certain yeah. – Definitely, definitely fun element to it yeah because i people just love they they love it and i've tried to make some of them and i wish i had more to make because i'd really like to start steering towards like grotesque <laughs> just uh-huh. like what's okay. the grossest thing i can make and, well you gotta do 256 you know, grotesque demons yeah <laughs> yeah just totally mutilated grotesque things and i think people enjoy that so you're kind of nearing an end of this Demon Scribbles thing then, really. 
as far as all of the demons being released, the, I think the final demon will be released uh, Wednesday. Oh, really? And that'll oh, be, and that'll be, demon number one. Okay, so for, for listeners, because they might not all listen today, Wednesday we're talking July twenty yeah, eighth, correct? Twenty eighth, yes. The final demon, demon number one. Is that the but, one you sent me the preview of? Is that what you're talking about? No, that's the no, that's no. the crypto it, hell entry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, you're talking the Uber demon. No, I'm talking about the the first one I ever scribbled. Oh, okay, 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 okay. The very first one. So that one comes. I've saved it for the last. It wasn't the first one I minted though, so it's not my Genesis piece. Somebody's already purchased that, but it is the first demon that I ever drew. Okay. Started the whole started the whole shebang, so I thought it should be the very last one. Wow. So on the day before, would you say the twenty eighth? So on the twenty seventh, I'll release the number two hundred fifty six. Right. And then on twenty eighth, I'll release number one. Interesting. And so then, how did you come up with this strategy of kind of releasing them in this in this manner? Like, was that just all off the top of your head, or were you kind of inspired by? No, I've always believed, like, if, if you want to do something, if you wait until you think you've got it perfect, it's too late. <laughs> so you just jump right in. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I did. So I've just been learning as I go and adding things as I go, which, I mean, in my opinion, that's the only way to do it. I mean, right. As you as you start to get collectors in and you start having conversations with them and feedback and you see like the possibilities of where this could go and, and where they want it to go, because that I'm still trying to learn that, like what the person that actually buys the NFTs, like what they're after, like what right. they really want. Well, let's and, talk about that. I mean, here you are a successful artist working as an artist 20 years now. And now just in recent months, you join into the NFTs. Where do you think this is going? Like with you know, this technology and you as an artist. I mean, it's, for the long, when I first got in, I tried to keep up with everything, but I quickly learned like, forget that. Impossible. It's just, it's impossible. Yeah. There's just so much going on. I, I mean, I, it seems like the sky's the limit. I can't imagine. It almost thinks it almost seems like anything you could think of is, is really possible now. I mean, I can see NFTs, I, I'm sure everything will be an NFT at some point. I mean, you know, like people say, the deed to your house, your car, you know, all those things. I really, I think the next big step will be, <clears throat> I keep hearing they're going to do this when they start issuing tickets, like concert tickets, yeah. sporting events tickets. It seems like that's when <laughs> things are really going to blow up then. Yeah, I mean, I think the, which NBA team was it? Was it the Sacramento Kings that was doing that? Oh really? Some they've already done it. Uh, yeah, and or it might have been Dallas with Mark Cuban. Yeah, I can see. Uh, that. I can't remember which team it was, but uh, yeah, they did that a couple years already. So, but I mean, it's getting to be more easy to do, right? Like, it's, right. it's faster and it's more accessible, and the apps yeah, I mean, for it are making it more like you don't actually have to even know that it's running on a blockchain right whereas in the past you had to be more technically minded right right but i mean it's one of those things like i was just thinking about this the other day i I've, i tried to listen in on a few of the twitter spaces mm -hmm. but it's just like i i'm not i'm not twitter minded <laughs> so it's a struggle for me to engage with twitter as it is 
and then to set and and listen. But I, I jump through and I hear a lot of interesting stuff, especially I've been able to catch a few where they have uh, like the guys from the Christie's auction and right. all those artists are talking. And those are always amazing. But I mean, it's nice to listen to the guys that are just starting out talk about what's going on as well. Mm-hmm. But it made me think this is kind of like the NFT space right now. It's kind of like the punk rock movement. It's mm-hmm. like the day when people were like, ah, you don't even have to, I heard the Ramones, you don't even have to be able to play the guitar. <laughs> and they just jump in and they go. And it's Well, like, that's, that's the whole crash art movement is pretty yeah. much punk rock, right? Exactly. And I kind of wonder where, where that's, where that'll all end up and what that'll do. That's a, that's a really big shift in art because I mean, you could always just do that, but do that and try to get into a gallery. <laughs> that's not going to happen. That's the difference, <laughs> the ga- right? Yeah. But now you can just, you can just be like, I always wanted to be an artist and I'm going to make this NFT and here I go. Yeah, no, there's a freedom to, it. especially I find like, I do like that about open sea where it's, with the lazy minting. Now, some people criticize the lazy minting because you're not actually minting the piece when you create it. Um, but I find that there's a freedom in that for anyone who wants to just get into it. Right. There's no barrier there. They can just have fun with it, right? You know? Exactly. Uh, I don't know how it works now. Like, when I first got on OpenSea, it was more probably about a, hmm, when would that have been? Let's say September 2020, maybe. Okay. Ish. And at that time, you would have to create like a store contract, which I did for decline. Like I have a token on OpenSea, decline. And okay. that cost money. It cost me, I don't know. It was like a couple hundred bucks or something like that. And then after that, that store was one where I would pay to mint things. And they're minted on the ERC, what is it, 751 or 721 or something like that. But now if right. I open any other new collections, they're all the lazy minting 1155 collections. So I have the original minting collection and then i have all the lazy minting now for you in march what was that like do you did you have to pay that to create that store or how did that no i didn't i didn't do i don't even know if that was an option i think i had to pay uh just like a transaction to Mm -hmm. initialize me onto the blockchain right and i think at the time i paid go ahead it was it was kind of high right then because that was it wasn't when ethereum peaked but it was getting there I think it was probably, it was probably higher than it is now. I think I'm not sure. It was around 60 or $70. Okay. So, I mean, for that to be the entire cost though. Well, and then I had to, when, when I listed my first piece for sale and, uh, right. I had to pay another, but it was really insignificant then it was maybe like 10 or 15 bucks. Yeah, exactly. You have to mint the first piece, right? Right. Right. Yeah, that I is nice with meant- OpenSea because, you know, if, say, for example, you were just getting into it and you went to, say, Rarible, well, every single piece you're paying a fee. Yeah, and, right. And if you're, in your case, you're a known artist. So, but let's say you were just getting into this and trying it for the first time. OpenSea is the way to go, really, because yeah, you don't have that yeah. financial barrier. Yes, you do have the initial cost of less than $100, let's say. Yeah, exactly. Less than 100 I guess I've had other artists around here now that are asking me about it like hey he's the guy that knows and it's like i really don't but <laughs> you, all you need get like a hundred dollars worth of ethereum and go to well, open sea you and know see what happens. you might feel like you don't know much but compared to most people you know a lot yeah 
Exactly. Well, that's what the, the portal painting, it's a physical painting with the demon scribbles in it. Okay. And I did it. Uh, some local artists had contacted me. They wanted to have a, uh, a pop-up show. Mm. They're trying to start their own, a new collective. And they're like, well, you know, we want you to be in. And actually uh, they were having it at a brewery mm -hmm. and the brewery has a whole wall of nothing but video screens. Okay. So, at first, I wasn't even interested. And then I remembered those video screens. So I contacted the artist and I said, hey, uh, can I use those screens? And he's like, oh, we were going to use it. And it did. It, and I told him I was doing NFTs, you know, and he didn't really seem that enthused. Like, right. uh, NFTs, what's that? So I still, I ended up doing the physical painting, but I embedded the, the demons in there and the QR codes are in there. So that's why I call it the portal. So you can whip oh, okay. out your phone in front of the painting and by the demon scribbles. So I had the show, it was, you know, just a one night show, a pop up. And I go there and I was really curious, like how many people are, are going to know what an NFT is yeah. and how many people have actually purchased. It was in the artsy part of town and, and it just, it seemed like the perfect like age group, everything seemed perfect. Like these are probably, if there's going to be NFT buyers in Cincinnati, this is where they're going to be. And I, not one single buyer that I find all wow. night. I did, I did not find one person that had bought an NFT. There were uh, almost everybody was familiar with crypto, obviously. Sure. And, and a lot of people kind of knew what an NFT was, but you know, it is the Midwest too. So I was getting a lot of those, that's that money laundering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what that is. What are you, <laughs> I'm laundering money. Tax evasion. Like, yeah, that's what it is. Generally when you're laundering money, it doesn't mean you just get paid for something. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's right. not how money laundering works. That's what I, I, never... I get a kick out of that. It's like, no guys, if you're just selling your art to somebody, that's not money laundering. <laughs> right. Right. Oh man. So, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't find one buyer there. Not, not one. I was really surprised. I thought there would huh. be a few. And how recent was this? This was just a month ago. So you're talking like peak NFT hype. Just about. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it is still and tiny. It, it's still tiny. Yeah. I, I feel like it is like, I try to watch like, uh, you know, you watch like who buys your stuff and everything. And I've noticed probably the past week or so, or maybe two weeks, I don't know. NFT time is so different <laughs> than, than real world time. So How has it been different for you this last couple of weeks? I, I'm seeing a lot of guys that are new to Twitter and mm -hmm. only have like four or five NFTs in their wallet. Yeah, I had one on Known like Origin just the other day that I sold to just a brand new wallet. He didn't have, or she, they, I'll say, did not have they, a yeah, single right. other nft in their collection it was just an address yeah. and whoever that was thank you if you're listening uh no <laughs> right. no name attached to it and just they just bought that one nft on a unique address now it could be someone who already maybe they put it in a cold wallet i don't know exactly you know? exactly yeah. um but it was just very interesting to see and i've had that happen a few times lately where it's like this is the first nft this person's ever purchased yeah, I think I think there's a lot of new people coming in, and I don't know if they're if they're artists coming in and they're and they're buying a few pieces to get like their feet wet or or, or what the deal is. But yeah, I've seen I've seen some new ones. Yeah, it's interesting to see that cycle. 
Yeah. You know, and uh, over the course of time with crypto, you know, there are these big boom bust cycles, you know, and you can see it in the sentiment on things like Twitter or whatever, too, where and that changes very quickly from day to day. It'll be like, you know, you'll see the tweets that are like, that's it. I've got to go back to my, you know, or whatever. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> uh and then you have the flip side of it where the people are like, oh, I can't believe it. I sold this. It changed my life. I'm quitting my job. Goodbye. <laughs> whatever. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. What was it? Whatever. <laughs> maybe maybe like three or four weeks ago, or I don't know if it was that long or not. Like I said, NFT time. Who knows yes. when anything is. But everybody started putting the McDonald's hats yes. on all the avatars. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> like, this is over, man. I got... When, when I went to art school, uh, we did a, a character design and they had like an outside teacher come in yep. and he was this grisly old guy. I mean, he, he acted like he didn't want to be there and he hated everybody. <laughs> and that's what he would just come up behind you. You're working on your character. And at that time, Wendy's, it just went tw 24 hours. And that's what he would say. Well, Wendy's is always hiring. <laughs> And then he, he'd walk over to the next guy. That's what <laughs> he, he would say to you like, when he'd look at your art? Yeah, he, no, oh, criticism, not, no criticism at all. Just, yeah, Wendy's is always hiring. He was he was a tough guy. I really liked him. I, I liked those hard nose. I grew up on the farm, so I'm used to these grisly old hard nose guys. There would have been a few sensitive people there that might have just crushed them. They might have been like, there was, it's, oh, it's there was a couple. There was a couple there. Yeah, it, it was it was bad. They got in big screaming matches and <laughs> really, yeah, Jerry Springer esque. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Picking there was up a lady the easel and like just smashing it. There was a lady, if I remember correctly, she had been a nurse and she had gotten hurt. So mm. I guess she always thought, "I want to be a graphic designer." I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe okay. she always wanted to pursue art, but graphic design seemed more sensible. Right. So uh, she, I remember she didn't take it well at all. She felt like she was too far along in life to have some guy telling her to go work at Wendy's. <laughs> I can see how that might be insulting. <laughs> he was, he was a good hearted guy. <laughs> what was it? Grumpy old man. He was, he was a good hearted, grumpy old man. Oh, that was a good movie, man. I have a good memory of that movie. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I was talking about this earlier today on Twitter. I was uh, saying uh, art injuries. Have you ever had an art injury? And the one I have is kind of a repeated one. I'll When I'm drawing, uh, say I'm sitting here, okay, and I'm drawing on my right. iPad, I'll curl my toe up underneath my foot, okay? Right. And I don't even realize I'm doing it, okay? I just do it. When I'm doing my art, I'm not thinking. Like, I'm not present mentally. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And uh, after drawing for, could be an hour, could be two hours, I'll stop and I'll move my foot and I'll be like, holy shit, my toe hurts. <laughs> yeah, that happens to me. Like it gets you, the iPad, it gets your, like sometimes my wrist, of course, yeah. but my neck. Okay, so for I you it's your neck. Up, yeah, because you end up like, <laughs> hunched up, over. like almost hunched over, almost fetal on top of this demon. I feel like that's what you get for drawing demons, you know, that's what I tell myself. So that it got me thinking, it got me thinking, like, how many artists out there have injuries that are just kind of silly, you know, like, 
Yeah. But they're from repeated behaviors, you know what I mean? Repetitive motion disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could end up with uh, the ringing in the ears and everything. What's that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Tinnitus? Tinnitus, tinnitus yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So then I'm thinking, you know, I might have to go to a chiropractor for my foot <laughs> yeah. injury. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, that's a business expense, right? I would think so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I've got benefits. It's all right. I'm a teacher, actually, so I've got good benefits. I'll just take it off of that. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's the only thing I don't like about the iPad is, is being curled up over top of the thing. It's like, I got to right, get right. Maybe I can get some kind of big, but I don't I, I, Yeah, but I'd rather, I do like that, you know, you can take the iPad anywhere. Yep. If I had to sit here at my desk in front of the computer all the time, I probably would have throw it in the towel already because i'm not i'm not that guy no where you do you know, usually find yourself doing the creations then out in my studio i've got a big uh, 24 by 24 detached building okay. it's nice that's why we bought this house was because of that building and it sets it overlooks a lake oh man yeah so You're i can walk I, yeah so but it it has the big garage door in the front, uh -huh. but in the back that faces the lake, like it's perfectly parallel to the lake. There wasn't even a window. What? So I, yeah, I tore that whole wall out and put nothing but windows and a, and a door. And it's great. Yeah. I love it. And then That's I built awesome. a big floating dock down at the lake and the kids like to go fishing and we go fishing all the time. And it's, it's great. Ideal. It's nice. It's nice. Wow. So uh, when you're out there at the lake, are you, it seems funny because, you know, it seems like such a serene, like idyllic thing. And here you are drawing demons. <laughs> I've never taken the iPad down there and drawn. I, I've, <laughs> I've thought about it. And, and actually I've spent the least time since we've been in this house at the lake this year. <laughs> Thanks, NFTs. Didn't notice. Didn't even notice. Yeah, I'm sitting here trying to figure out what to say, how to respond to some tweet or something. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is a whole other thing, right? And so you're saying, like, is that uh, a big task for you, or do you enjoy that interaction? Or, um, I mean, honestly, at, at some point, I decided to set up a Discord. Oh, okay. And and I like the Discord a little better because you know, if you come to the Discord, you like the stuff. And you're probably there to interact. Yep. But, but I do, I do like the interactions on Twitter when mm -hmm. you get it. But I, mostly the the personal messages. You know, when somebody's actually having a conversation. I guess I'm just the kind of person that's maybe always, uh, always leery of everything. Yep. So every every comment, even if you say, "Oh, that's really cool," I think, "What are you trying to pull?" <laughs> What are you, what's what are you trying to get out of this? this? Yeah, yeah. What's your? I hate that I think that way, but I, I do all the time. Like I think, ah, they're trying to. It's probably they're trying to do something. It's probably it, probably. it probably is. Yeah. I you must get a lot of uh, messages from these scammers that are like, "Hey, you know, we'll hire you to create blah blah blah. We've got a budget of five Ethereum or whatever BS." <laughs> you know, I haven't gotten one of those. You haven't. I hate to say this, okay. yeah, because I, I don't know if I'm gonna get barraged or not, <laughs> or possibly, possibly. I mean, I get I get a lot of those anyway, uh, just be uh, for paintings. 
Oh, like I've had okay. tons of time. Like, hey, I want to buy these three paintings off your website, and I will send you ten thousand dollars, and you send me a check for the balance and the uh, three paintings. Uh, <laughs> I've had so many of those that maybe. Okay, so you've already just, seen that a lot. I've probably just thrown them away. I've probably gotten a few ETH scammers and didn't even notice and just threw it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I threw it away something good. I don't know. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Somebody, you end up just having to, de to delete them and ignore them because they probably aren't legitimate, right? Right, right. If somebody really wants to do something like that, they're they're gonna try more than one time <laughs> if it's legit. You know what totally, I mean? Totally. They're gonna figure they're gonna figure out how to get a hold of you. Yeah, I think. All right. So you're coming to the tail end of the the Demon Scribbles project here. What's uh, what's up next? Well. I mean, really with the Demon Scribbles, it's only the creative part that's kind of coming to an end. I feel like I'm going to have to keep promoting and getting people. It'll, it'll take a while for the game to play out. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I mean, with the piece that I showed you, the Crypto Hell piece, that is, the majority of that is uh, paintings that I've done over the years. Okay. So now I'm starting to use uh, Fresco on the iPad, and I'm taking the collage technique that I've worked on physically and just doing it digitally and using my paintings as the collage box, basically. In my studio, I have a giant wood box on wheels. I think it's four foot by four foot and two foot deep. And it's completely full of paper materials. And oh, I just wow. randomly, I just randomly dig through it. And when I see something I like, I glue it on a painting, you know, but now I have the, digital equivalent of that and i'm starting to experiment with mixing that around and using just the ipad and the fresco i mean it's crazy all the different you know oil brushes or or chalk or all this stuff and it, it's really cool to play with yeah, so yeah i'm kind yeah. of cutting so that piece i showed you that's my first attempt at that so I'm, i think that's kind of the direction i'm going to push awesome. things towards Right on. So are and, you going to start up another collection then you think on OpenSea or what are your plans? Well, it, at this point, there's so many people with the demon scribbles that, you know, it's kind of up to the community. If they're still there and, and they want more, I won't make new demons, mm -hmm. but I will figure out how to keep it going. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like, oh, here's series two with another 300 DN. I, you know, I don't. I'm not going to do But it that. could be something entirely different, right? Not necessarily it could be. at all. It could be, but I just want to make sure. I, I feel like all the people that have purchased them and are behind the project are, you know, it's like we're all a company now in, in a way. Yep. You guys, I you know, I'm the creative director, but you're all sitting on the board. Yeah, it's like I a feel Yeah, I feel, I feel this obligation. Like you, you trusted me. You gave me some ETH. I'm going to make sure we keep this thing alive i don't want the demons to just go away because it seems like uh you know there's a lot of those projects that just kind of come and go and it's like what are you what are you stuck with you know right i hear you yeah 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 so it's a long so, it's a long-term thing yeah i think so i think i think opening the gates i mean we're just opening the gates of crypto hell what happens after that let's let's go in and walk around and see what's going on do you have any actual physical shows coming up soon that are going to be NFT integrated? I don't. I'm I'm in contact with a guy here in Cincinnati that uh, I've shown with for uh, 
probably almost 20 years. I met him pretty early in my career showing in galleries and he doesn't have a gallery currently. And I'm trying to convince him like, Hey, let's, let's go together. Let's set up a physical space and sell NFTs. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, as a gallery, especially in a town like this, where there isn't one yet, right? It's like, a, we could be the first one, but B, I mean, you can literally have artists from all over the world with just like however long it takes to send an email, you know, basically. It's true. Yeah, there is just that, an immediacy to it that is not yeah. possible otherwise. So I would kind of like to do that. I would like to do, I would, I would personally would like to do a show that incorporates both, mm -hmm. have some physical pieces and some NFTs, but they're all, you know, linked together somehow. Yeah. But I don't. I don't have any plans coming up as far as physical gallery shows. I haven't, uh, I haven't been pursuing anything. Well, you know, now that people listen to this, maybe there'll be a few out there who can contact you on Twitter. And be <laughs> that like, would hey, be great. art that, or man that... or art of man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's how, that's how I've gotten all my shows probably the past three years sure. or so is just by people contacting me. I quit. I mean, I still have uh, PTSD from the days when you had to shoot slides and send out your slide packages. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember, I can remember having to get a show uh, at a, like a coffee shop uh -huh. and throw up a couple paintings and just hang out at the coffee shop for two, three, four to however long it takes to try to hustle up the sale <laughs> so I could get the slides made so I could send out the packages. Oh man. That was, those were the days, I guess. That's a, long, uh, that's a long ways away now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was great when you could, when you, when they quit doing slides. Well, then you put your slide package together and you could only afford so many, you know, so you could only send out so, you could only send out so many packages at a time. Yeah. So then you're waiting, basically you're just waiting for the reject letter to come back yeah. so you can mail them All off to another money guy. you've spent. You're right, right, and all this effort. It's not easy to, it's hard to photograph a painting. That's one of the hardest things there oh, is to yeah, do, I think. Yeah. Like to get good lighting conditions and- Exactly, lighting, um, exactly. Flaws. Yeah. It's always, there's always glare. Well, there's just always, to replicate that color is- Exactly. Near impossible. Yeah, that's what I really like, like that piece I showed you. I can take the photo, maybe the photo is not that great, but I can just go back and digitally repaint it. Right. Yeah. And so you can the get color. the blacks to actually be black, you know, for example. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really, I'm really excited about working on that. That's cool. And continuing that process. That's awesome. Hey, this is really awesome stuff. For those of you who haven't looked at it, check it out. The Art of Man. It's on uh, demons, Demon underscore Scribbles on OpenSea. Yeah. It's where they right. can find all of these. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty wild variety too, like stylistically. Is this just like off the top of your head when you're, are you just making these spontaneously when you create them or do you have them in your mind before you start or? I would say a good, probably a good 80% of them are probably spontaneous. Yeah. yeah. Now some of them, and then the other 20, like maybe I have an idea, like I'll think, it's a real basic idea though like oh what if there were three skulls <laughs> <laughs> and then i go and i start scribbling out a skull and then i think well one of them should be a fish 
<laughs> and one of them should be a chihuahua. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and but that's about as far. I, I, I intentionally try not to think about what I'm going to do a, ahead of time, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's from my my painting especially. Uh, yeah, I don't want it. There's a a Buddhist monk, uh, Chogum Trungpa Rinpoche. Have you ever heard of him? He started uh, Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he was an artist and also a really bad drunk, which is a weird combination <laughs> for a Buddhist monk. I think he drove a Lamborghini or a Ferrari like a through Buddhist a store one time. Driving a Lambo, drunk. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, yeah, yeah. You have to look. At, I think that was in England where that happened. But Naropa is a big place. Like you know, um, Allen Ginsberg and William Burroughs have taught classes out there in the past, and so he was this guy. Uh, uh, Chogum Trumpa was into art and I've read a few of his books and it, you know, he says, and I kind of always like this idea and I've held on to it. Like if you sit down to draw a chair or paint a chair, then that's not really art. That's propaganda because you're trying to make somebody see a chair mm-hmm. and you want to try to get to the point where you're not trying to make somebody see anything. You're just expressing something you're expressing a chair, I guess, and they're open to seeing a chair. <laughs> Maybe that would be the way to say it. So I really, I, I've always kind of glummed onto that, I guess, and thought that's that's the way. Like, I, It's hard for me to sit down if I have thought of something like, okay, I'm going to paint this portrait of this person. It's like, I get really frustrated and it's really hard to do. And I just, it just doesn't work for me. So I try to, I like what you said, like, you don't know, I think every artist, no matter what their medium is, feels that like you start working on something and it could have been an hour. It could have been a day. It could, you have no concept of time. Mm-hmm. And I really, I think that's the goal is to get to that. I, I would call that uh, like emptiness. You're, you're just completely empty. Yeah. It's of a all Buddhist thought. concept, right? Right. Exactly. You're just completely empty and you're just creating. That's and probably what brings the joy, what gets you that joy from it, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. I like to try, I like to get to that spot where you feel like you're not even making the thing. You're, you're kind of, you're the witness to the mm. thing being made. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way I would describe it. So I, I try to, I try to be in that realm as much as I can all day, every day. It's hard when you're driving. <laughs> Probably not good when you're driving. It's like, was that a stoplight I just drove through? Like, I, I, I don't remember. Yeah, but I mean, it, you know, it ha- everybody does that too. You're just driving and all of a sudden you're like, where the hell am I? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, or you just forget the last 10 minutes of where you were driving. Yeah, for sure. I've had that happen for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I try to, I try to do that as much as I can. So, but I have had some loose ideas with some of the demon scribbles mm-hmm. and I really try, like, you know, I put numbers and symbols and like you were asking, like, where would the, what's going to happen after they're all out. There's so much stuff that I've put into these demons that I haven't even talked about yet. Okay. That, that I think can give me the opportunity to keep them going. Like if you look at the demons, they're not all 256 of them have numbers on them, but there are ones that have numbers and the numbers are all significant to something. So what's <laughs> something interesting to me is may the, or the may art not itself, happen. the creations themselves 
you're doing like almost unconsciously. And then on the flip side of it, you have this very analytical, detailed, organized system into which you've put these pieces. It's an interesting contrast. Right. I think that's probably, uh, what would you call that? That would be a psychologist would have a field day with this. It's insecurity, <laughs> right? That's what it is. <laughs> it's my artistic insecurity, right? So I make the thing and then and then I go to all this trouble. I don't know. That, that just popped into my head. Maybe that's what it is. Well, and there is that kind of, you know, some people will go like, oh, that didn't take a lot of effort. Therefore, it's not good kind of criticism. Right. Yeah, and it's like, no, that's that, not a valid criticism. Is that where you're feeling right. that insecurity? No, no, because I would never, that wouldn't phase no, me at all. No, exactly. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't, yeah. Effort is 0% Effort in my mind. irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Although I do enjoy, uh, like, uh, really skilled artists, you know, like the ultra-realists and that kind of stuff. I mean, that stuff's awesome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who doesn't like, like, a really skilled guitar player? But sure. The technical side of it, you know, the effort, the technical side, I'm not really interested in. But still, you're you're talking about the fact that there's an insecurity there. Where is that insecurity laying? Then? Oh, I don't know. I don't know that there really is. I just <laughs> that seems like I'm trying to be a psychologist here. Yeah, right. Okay, that, that seems like some kind of like Freudian thing, like some deep dark secret. What is the art of man? <laughs> it's it's this low effort art that he talks about too much. I don't know. <laughs> but I, the, the scribbles, none of them took a long time. Mm -hmm. Like what you see didn't take a long time, but there are some scribbles that there are maybe 10 or 15 versions of okay. where I drew like the whole thing. It's like, nah, that's not right. So I just do it again. And mm -hmm. I do it again. Mm -hmm. I spent a while, this was probably a year or two ago, where uh, I would pick like a subject, just anything, like my cup of coffee was one. So I would get up every morning and I would draw the cup of coffee, but I wouldn't draw the, a new one every day. I had the photo, I had one photo on my computer and I would get up and draw the same photo every day. Mm. And I just thought that was a practice. Like, so eventually that whole idea of not of the subject not mattering that eventually i'm just i'm just drawing like if you do that like 50 times by the 50th one you it's just like it's just like playing a guitar you have the muscle memory and and your mind remembers your to tell your hand where to move and how to shade and, and do all that kind of stuff and then you you can really start focusing just on the pencil touching the paper and so I kind of tried to mimic that s somewhat with the, the scribbles. So if I draw one, it's like, that's not any good. I don't try to draw a completely different one. I just mm. draw the same, I draw the same one again. Mm -hmm. And I keep going, I keep going. And I do have some that didn't, they didn't make it. They, didn't make the <laughs> they, cut. Never, they did not make the cut. And then if you look on my website, there are more than 256 demons because I went back on open you know, it's lazy minting. So if nobody's bought it, you can change you the photo. Delete it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I felt like it was cheating to delete them if I'd already listed them. So then there are some that I went back and we called it evolving. <laughs> so I just took the image and just started again on top of it. Like, okay, I, I can fix this one. Mm 
-hmm. And that was really cool because I was pretty far into the project at that point. Mm -hmm. And I think every one of those, like, yeah, those got snatched right up after they evolved. People were like, whoa. And the first few, they didn't know what was going on. So they're like, I've looked through these so many times and I've never seen this one. And of course, okay. I, Interesting. I gave no, I didn't tell anybody what I was doing. You know, <laughs> mystery is your best friend, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that is an advantage again of the lazy minting is you do have that freedom yeah. to kind of play with that. To keep changing it. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. There was a day when somebody went through and I guess they thought they were going to buy up the floor. And I was just so distraught because <laughs> there's a lot of pieces that I was like, oh, I was going to change that one. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Like yeah. you had plans to change it and someone was snapping yeah. it up before you had an opportunity to change it. Yeah, yeah. That was a sad day. <laughs> well, all right. Well, it can't That's be too it sad if you sold them. Right, right. Well, and, but, you know, a lot of the scribbles I tried to because I want people to be able to play the game. I've tried to keep the price low. Right. Because obviously you're not going to win the game buying three scribbles. You're going to have to buy a few. Right, 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 right. And I want you to be able to afford that. And then I have strategically made this so that, you know, uh, the scribbles are in different editions. Mm -hmm. So there are 26 one of ones. And then there's 23 two of twos, 23 three of threes, and it goes down to 11. Okay. And that that works into the puzzles because there's uh, okay. 256 possible puzzles. But I tried to make it. It was, it was my way of trying to make, uh, like, you would think, oh, an 11-11, I paid, like, $20, $5 it's, some of the, for this piece. You know, it's never going to be a valuable piece. But no. <laughs> It appears in the puzzle 50 times, okay. but there's only 11 of them. Uh, so when okay. the game hits a certain point, which is really close to hitting now, all of a sudden, hopefully there's all this pieces. wild. You need those yeah, pieces. Yeah, you need those pieces if you want to win. So I've tried to, you know, there's the obvious demand of a one-on-one. You know, there's only 26 of these in the, in the project. So in NFT world, that's the most valuable piece, right? Yep. But no, there's going to be this huge demand. Demand outweighs scarcity. Demand or scarcity, which is which is more valuable. Right. Well, and if it's outweighing the supply, then it's, yeah. Interesting. Right. Huh. How did you come up with all of this? Was, how did you come up with this whole process for this game being so new to NFTs? I have no idea. I couldn't honestly tell you. It just, I guess it just kind of you know how things are you have a couple ideas and then yeah, yeah. away you go i mean i had the idea for the puzzles and i guess that just lent i've always kind of been into math my my paintings are uh, mathematically based in a way mm -hmm. like i don't uh, i don't necessarily like plot and plan everything but you know i'm a big fibonacci and the and the golden ratio and everything. I mean, my rectangles are all solid. <laughs> if you see a painting of mine, it's a rectangle. 95% sure it's going to be based off the golden ratio. Huh. And Wild. just that whole, the big, the spiral, it just yep. drives me crazy, man. And then I've studied um, some of the Fonka paintings are built mathematically. And they get the numbers from the person's life, which oh, wow. is insane. So if you look at some of these paintings, these these Buddhist paintings, and you see like the guy's face, it could be built 
based on significant numbers. So the ratios between the features and so forth are like Fibonacci numbers or numbers related to their lives. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I had some friends. (laughs) It's a crazy story. This, this old guy here in Cincinnati, he turned, he turned 70 on the road in the back of my van (laughs) with me and one of my buddies. I used to live in an artist community up in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And we were taking them to uh, a Buddhist college in Arizona. Uh-huh. It's called Diamond Mountain. I think it turned out to be a cult. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. I think there was like a murder. It oh, was man. A cult. But the guy, the guy's fine, the old man. Okay. He turned 70 in the van, and we're taking him down to this Buddhist college. And so I hung out there, like camped out in the desert with these Buddhists for a while and, and learned some wild stuff there and been exposed to a few of these things. And that's where I learned about those paintings. Like they had a class there to teach mm-hmm. you how to make those and the mandalas and everything. Wow. It was a cool place. It's one of, you know, there's not a lot of places in the United States where they grow pistachios. Oh, and is that, that little so? Town, yeah. And that little town, I don't remember what it's called, but it's one of the biggest pistachio farms in the country. Wow. And then there's the Buddhist college and it's called Diamond Mountain. And they named it that because of, uh, Diamond Mountain is uh, there's a cave up in Diamond Mountain, and that supposedly was uh, Geronimo's like holy spot okay. where he would go. And I have some I vague know. recollection of some documentary about Diamond Mountain where some incident happened. Was I, that's what I'm saying. I think it kind of like thing. I rec- yeah. I have a recollection of that. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's. I think you're right. The the guy who ran it, his name is uh, Michael Roach. Okay, Geshe Michael Roach. And he was some kind of, I don't know, like, I think he worked, he was in the diamond industry, which is kind of weird. Okay. And, and, and I think like maybe he speaks Russian too. And so there's some kind of like CIA craziness going on there. Yeah. And then he builds this college out in the, out in the desert. But I think it had more to do with his girlfriend or wife Okay. than him. So I don't want him coming after me. <laughs> I need, I need some, I need some CIA Buddhist monk yeah. on my back. Like I need yeah, another head, you know. <laughs> what a strange collection of characteristics. Yeah, it is. It was a weird place. No kidding. Cool life experience, though. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That that poor old guy at Morgan. I still, I still keep in touch. He keeps doing these retreats, uh, okay. three years, three months, and three days. And he doesn't talk to anybody. He just stays locked in his house. For three years, three months, and three days he does that? Yeah. Yeah. The first one he did, I was, uh, I left the artist community and went back and farmed for, t- for 10 years. Okay. And he, he had contacted me at that point, and he wanted to do a retreat for that length of time. And he's like, you probably know a place I can stay. So uh, I contacted some people and found him a house literally in the middle of nowhere. And uh, that's where he did the retreat. And my friend would take him groceries. We'd go to Whole Foods like once a week and bring him groceries. Wow. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know if he's really doing a retreat or if he's just like living it up. You know? <laughs> They're kind of the same thing. I mean, if you're having all your kind food of... delivered to you. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty every nice. once in a while they would they would get like some wine and stuff. It's like, hey, yeah, what's yeah. going on? He had met he had met he didn't do it completely alone. He had a, his wife, but he had okay. just married her, 
And so I guess they were both studying to be llamas, which I really don't know huh. what that entails or what that means. But I think he is a llama now. I don't, I don't really? know. So, I yeah. mean, some people are just suited to that very solitary lifestyle. Me, I couldn't handle it personally. I Oh, I could do it. I you could. could eh? I, I think I could, uh, I could set the record. Like this guy is not talking. Just like completely <laughs> on your own, no talking Isolate, with yeah. anyone else, totally isolated. You could do that. I could set the record. I probably couldn't do it for more than a day or two, honestly. Really? Yeah. Oh, I could go for it. I mean, I would just paint. I would get really out there. I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be fit to talk to another person. I think, I think that, find that it would depressing. probably help. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I would struggle with the depression, but I would get pretty weird. I know I would get weird. <laughs> Well, and if you're completely isolated, it doesn't really matter. What's weird? Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, when but when I was still single, mm -hmm. I would. Uh, I mean, I could paint for a couple weeks, no problem. Just pretty much twenty. You just paint till you need to lay down and get back up and paint some more. But I always said my my brain was squishy because <laughs> that's how it felt. <laughs> I, I, there were times when I would think, okay, I need to go out in the world and. Like get some food or something. Get some kind of stimulation. Yeah, but I couldn't even handle, you know, you would get, it's like, I've been isolated too long. I can't even handle this. <laughs> just go back in and paint some more. Right, right, right. <laughs> so are you like, you don't find like, say, for example, busy urban centers? That's not appealing to you at all? No, I'm not. I'm not a big. See, I'm drawn yeah. to that. I love that. I like crowds. Yeah. I, I mean, that's probably why I don't actively go after galleries too, is I, that's, just terrible to me the gallery mm. opening night at the gallery i just always have a problem with uh, i want people to see the work and not see me i feel like once you see the artist and you start talking to them you don't see the painting the same way anymore i yeah i get what you're saying it does change it sure yeah that's a nice thing about nfts as well like people know me instead of knowing me as this person they've seen in the gallery with the paintings they've just seen all these demons they just know you're right so yeah i'm i'm the demons yes in <laughs> so, their minds yeah that's the your yeah. connecting point yeah yeah i i i like that mm -hmm. I, I feel like i've always told the gallery owners like hey i'm not that guy if 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 you think a sale is going to happen <laughs> and then you think like what's going to push it over is them talking to me you are completely wrong. You are completely <laughs> wrong. I guarantee that I will not seal the deal. You will not convince <laughs> them to buy it. Yeah. I'm the guy in the corner. His cheeks are like all poofed out because he's just been eating <laughs> all the food they've put out. He's got like a drink in each hand, light bulbs in the jacket like, pocket. He's the artist? That guy over there in the corner wolfing yeah. down all the snacks? Yeah, that's the guy. I think he's got light bulbs and a folding chair. <laughs> he's like taking everything. <laughs> so, well, you know, we can't be strong at everything. Your strength is uh, creating demon scribbles. You know, you're not a sales guy. Right, right. Okay. I'm not a sales guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you've done You've done well. You're successful. So, you know, it all works. It's awesome. Hey, this is this is really cool stuff. I have to say, makes me feel like doing zombie scribbles. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Two hundred fifty-six. Like, yeah, I know. I don't know. I got into numbers uh, before 
NFTs as well. I was doing these little uh, five by seven uh, paper collages. Okay. And I was trying to do a thousand of them. And I got wow. to, I think I'm, I've got like 300, but then the NFTs kind of started. I hadn't been in, into that very long, but that worked out. That was also out of working on a painting. Cause like I said, I've got this big tub. I'm going through this big right. wood box full of materials and I'll pull out something and I think, Oh, this is great. And then I take it over to the painting I'm working on. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not going to go. I can't make it go there. Yeah. But then I'm like, this is great, man. I can't, it, there's just a few things you can't get out of your head. So then I started keeping that stack of five by seven cardstock. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'll just glue it down on here. <laughs> and so I maybe if I'm working on a really big painting that I've been working on for like a month or something, it's easy to have 50 of those little five by sevens going. Okay. Just, wow. just to get it out. Cause you know, then after you use it, it's out of your head. Cause what happens, you have that tub. I mean, I couldn't even guess like what's, what's in there, a million pieces of paper. I have no idea, but you, how familiar you can become with that tub is insane. Like you just where you dig know where that. all the pieces are. I don't know where they are, but like, I remember, like uh -huh. I pull them out and I know I've seen this a bunch of times or I remember where it came from. Like, uh -huh. Oh, this is like, I had a stack of newspapers from uh, Toronto okay. that was from like the early 1900s. So those are in there and there's bits of pieces of that in there. And, and I remember all these things or I have like notes that people wrote me and it, it's just like, it's so much fun to go through that stuff. Or old it, reminds artwork. Of, it reminds me of when I was a kid and we had friends who their basement was kind of like their play space. And they had an enormous pile of Lego. But after playing with it so much together, you would learn like where all the yeah. color, where all the, and it wasn't really organized. It was like just a gigantic mess. But we all kind of knew, oh, these pieces are over here. These are over here. And we would make crazy stuff with them. And usually it ended yeah. up with us smashing them in some way. <laughs> right. But it's weird, like how you can remember, uh, you can remember like physical events with those things too. Like, I'm sure you picked up a few of the pieces. Like, I remember when he made this truck and hit me in the head with it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> more, more smashing them into walls and stuff like that. I remember that more. Right. 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 Or smashing them into each other. We would each make some kind of vehicular Lego structure. And then, you know, the destruction was like the climactic point of it. Oh, yeah. Of I did creation. that too. I did yeah. that too. And we used to go, uh, when I was in elementary school, you could, you know, you got to school before the bell rang on the uh -huh. bus. So everybody hung out in the gym. Uh -huh. So there were the locker rooms off the gym, which, you know, it's just, it was a bathroom, but it, it was concrete walls and a concrete floor. And we would bring our Hot Wheels and maybe the room was like 15, 20 foot wide. And we would just run them as hard as we could into the wall and try to make them disintegrate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're just like, this is the most fun I've ever had. I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, smashing things is fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. Art of man, the art of man. And uh, I wish you all the best with all this stuff going on with these demon scribbles. It's pretty wild stuff. I really like it. Very cool. Thanks a lot, man. It's great talking to you. Yeah, yeah. And Got uh, my first podcast under my belt, right? Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I wish you all the best with this and hope uh, that we can stay in touch and uh, see how things are going months from now. See who solves these puzzles. Yeah, exactly. The big winner. That'll be exciting. Definitely. And, yeah, I have to tell you, having seen that work, it's it's worth the win for sure. It's worth, worth the work. <laughs> worth the work of solving I, it. 
I tried. My, my whole goal was for people to think, he gave this away? This is the most insane. Why would you ever give this away? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's, it's amazing. So, yeah. Hey, thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, take care. All right. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.